Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is still Art Burns, and I am still excited to be here with you. You know, this podcast is where we we talk about mindfulness, and we talk about a lot of concepts surrounding mindfulness, and and I give you some specific practices in this in this uh, in this podcast uh, from time to time, and, and also we just talk about a lot of different ideas surrounding mindfulness. And so, so today I want to talk about something that's a very basic form or a basic concept of mindfulness, right? And sometimes it's, it's really helpful to sort of, you know, take a step back and say, wait, all of a sudden, you know, or, or not all of a sudden, but but let's take a step back and, and just pause for a moment and, and take a, 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 a zoomed out view of things just for a few minutes, right? Because what happens is when we, you know, when, when you know, when we start talking about mindfulness, right? And this happens, you know, I remember um, somebody before I was even a mindfulness practitioner myself, uh, somebody, you know, brought up the the uh, term of, of books, right? And and like she said, she and this is the person who actually got me into this work. And she said, she said, if you ever go into a Buddhist bookstore, she was like, thousands of, of copies of books, thousands of books that, that are all about the most simple concepts, right? And that's the way this stuff gets, right? Because there's so many ways in which we try to express these these terms and the, these practices and these concepts, right? We're, we're, we're trying to, you know, conceptualize it so well so that we can communicate about it, right? And, and so when we do that, we tend to sometimes... Sorry about that. We tend to sometimes get to a point where we feel like we're overcomplicating things because of all the different words and all the different concepts and all different things that we're trying to communicate with each other, right? And so so a lot of times it is really helpful to take a step back and talk about something very basic the way this, you know, these these uh, practices work. And so the, today I want to do something along those lines, okay? Um and this is really based on something that came to me this morning in a, uh, a personal revelation, if you will, okay? Um, so... <sighs> Where to start? <laughs> so, so when it comes to you know the concepts of, of mindfulness, right? You know, again, it's it's a very basic, basic, and I mean really basic concept, right? It's really, and actually, I just got done talking to a uh, one of my amazing clients who's doing amazing work. Um, you know, and I mean really, like the the transformation that I see in people is just such a satisfying part of what I do for a living. I mean, it really, you know, yes, it's nice to be able to pay bills. But when I can see people change the way I saw this person this morning, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to, um, uh, um, you know, I don't. I want to respect the privacy, so I'm not going to say their name. But you know who you are. Uh, you know, we met on Friday morning, and, and when I see these changes in people, it is just so inspiring and so rewarding. And so, and so, one of the things that came up this morning in this this um, this this talk, or or one of the things that that we mentioned this morning, was really the fundamental aspect of what mindfulness is, which is just paying attention. Like that's it. That's all it is. Is paying attention, present, you know, present moment paying attention without judgment. And that's it, right? <laughs> now, of course, I could I mean, I just said that, right? That took 10 seconds to say, maybe less, right? Five seconds even, right? And of course, there's so many clients who I've met with over the last few years where that's the real concept, right? But of course, if I just say that, what's that gonna do? Right? Everybody be like, okay, yeah, pay attention. I got you. Don't judge. Okay, fine. 
See ya, you know, but of course it doesn't, it doesn't actually happen, right? That's where the practice comes in because it's not something, even though it's the simplest, you know, conceptually simplest thing that you can possibly imagine, it's not that easy because of the way that we conceptualize things, because of the way that we process things, right? And so, so that's why, you know, the, this, this whole thing is based on this just supremely simple concept, but it's so difficult at the same time because to get ourselves to live in this concept is the key, right? And that's why we do daily practice, right? There's no mystery to that. There's no complexity to that at all. It's literally, we do daily practice so that we cultivate, as I told my client this morning, what, what happens is we go from, from a, a state, right? When we go into our meditation every day, right? We enter a state of mindfulness, right? Where we're just paying attention to what's happening as it's happening, right? And we do that in meditation. Then hopefully if you work with me, you do that informally while you're brushing your teeth, while you're driving your car, while you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're eating, all those kind of things, taking a shower, all those kind of things, right? And then, <clears throat> you know, you're you're going to you're going to practice those things every day to the and uh, along with a couple of other practices that I give people. But eventually, what happens is this goes from a state of mindfulness, right? A state. But again, what is mindfulness? It's just paying attention, right? So it goes from a state of paying attention, right? But as we do it over and over and over, it becomes a trait of paying attention where it becomes something more automatic. It becomes something more, you know, ingrained in our personality. Right. And so that's where we're getting to that. That's the whole that's the whole point of all this. Right. To, to get to that point where it's a trait. But again, that trait is nothing more than just being attentive to the present moment in a non-judging way, right? But here's the thing, right? Like a lot of times, you know, when, when we, well, with a lot of things that we do in our lives, right? There's a, 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 you know, a general sort of process to things, right? We learn how to do something and then we're able to do that, right? So it's, it's a process that ends, right? <clears throat> That's not the case with mindfulness, right? It's a process that kind of goes on and on and on in a way, you know, because again, it's part of our personality, right? But it's much more in the sense of like, um, so, so like you can learn, you can take guitar lessons for say a year, right? And you can become quite adept at playing guitar within a year, right? You can be able to play, you know, thousands of different songs that you can, you know, transpose and hear on the radio and stuff like that, right? You can continue to to play that forever, right? But the thing is, right, that you never stop practicing, right? It just goes from practicing that feels like, oh, this is such a hard thing I got to do. I got to, you know, my fingers hurt. My, my, I'm not getting it. I got to sit here. I got to do this specific formal practice, right? It goes from that kind of thing to just picking up your guitar and playing, right? And so this doesn't feel like practice because I'm just playing. I'm just enjoying myself. I'm just going through it, right? But at the same time, you're practicing while you're doing that, right? So mindfulness is very much that way too, right? It's not that we're ever done, right? It's not that, and a lot of times this is a, a thing that I'm, you know, I, I have to sort of uh, confront a lot, right? That that I teach a 12-week program, right? So the concept there in most people's minds is that at the end of 12 weeks, 
Now I'm mindful and I'm done and that's it. That's, that's the whole thing. But it doesn't work that way, right? It's a continuous, you know, really a lifelong commitment to, to being more attentive to the present moment. And now from that, all the magic comes, right? And that's where all those books are about, right? Like that's what we write about, right? It's it's the, you know, the the wonderful aspects of of health, the wonderful aspects of clarity of mind, the wonderful aspects of forgiveness, the wonderful aspects of 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 um compassion, self-compassion, all of it, right? Comes from that, right? But really <clears throat> the the very the the practice that gets us to all of that good stuff is no more than just paying attention. It's really that simple. It really is, right? But but now this is this is where it, it comes in though. That, that this is what I wanted to talk about today is this notion of a, you know, a moment to moment kind of course correction. And I know I've talked about this in the podcast before, at least I think I have. I talk about it a lot so I'm sure I've put it up here. Um but the idea of mindfulness alone, right? And what, and what we mean when we say moment-to-moment non-judging awareness, right? This is a very, very important concept. And please pay attention to what I'm saying here. If you take nothing else out of this, this podcast, this is what I want you to take out of this one, right? Life has a tendency to present itself to us in huge chunks of time. Right. And even if, if what we consider is smaller chunks of time, like hour by hour. Right. But but really what we wind up doing in our lives is we look at life as year by year or month by month, season by season, maybe, you know, or, or big events like the big holidays. Right. Like, you know, you got Christmas is out there. Right. Do I have enough? Am I saving enough money for Christmas when it comes? Right. That kind of stuff. Right. We have this concept that we look at these big, you know, we 30 year mortgage, right? Four, three year terms on my, on my car loan or five year terms on my car loan, whatever it is, right? My year long lease, right? Whatever it is, right? We have these tendencies to look at these really broad stretches of time, right? And, and when we look at things like that, right? The bills are due on a monthly basis. We get paid on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis. Um, you know, the seasons happen every three months. The, the Christmas happens once a year, birthdays once a year, you know, like as we, as we dwell in this concept of, of our lives as these big, huge chunks of time, right? That's where we get lost in it right? That's when we're, we find ourselves preparing for something that's weeks or months or even hours away, but we're not paying attention to what's happening now, right? So in a very, very real way, right? Life doesn't happen the way that we, you know, kind of uh, act as though it happens, right? Life happens moment by moment. And there's nothing bigger than that. Now, that doesn't mean that Christmas just comes around once a year. It doesn't mean that you, you know, you signed a, a lease that is for 12 months, right? Like that, you know, you can't tell your landlord, oh, well, I'm not paying my rent because it's a moment-to-moment existence, man. You know, it's not like that, right? But, but, but the reality is that that's how life happens, right? Life happens moment by moment. And so with mindfulness, right, it's about paying attention moment by moment and to just simply do so without judging the moment as either good or bad, 
right? Like that's the base concept, right? Now from that, you know, kindness becomes available to us. Forgiveness becomes available to us. Um, uh, you know, letting go and accepting become available to us. You know, seeing things for what they really are becomes available to us, right? This is how it all works, right? It all comes from that place of just the ability to pay attention, okay? Now, here's the thing, right? I like to look at it as a course correction, right? Moment to moment course correction. I think I talked about this a few uh, weeks ago on the podcast, but when I was young, I had a an aunt and an uncle who were actually my my father's aunt and uncle. So they were my great aunt and uncle, right? And so they had this sailboat, right? Nothing that fancy or anything, but it was a, you know, 35 foot sailboat. You could sleep on it and that kind of stuff. It was really, I mean, it was glorious to me at the time as an eight year old kid. It was like, you know, it was like the greatest thing ever, right? But, but it wasn't like a real, like a yacht or anything like that. Right. Um, but, but the idea though, what I'm trying to, what I'd like to tell you about this particular sailboat is that, you know, my uncle Sterling would, would, you know, always let me take the, the wheel, right. He had that big, you know, wheel with the handles on it, like typical ship thing that you see. Right. And, uh, and he said like, you know, you get to drive, right? And 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 what he would do was he would he would say, okay, you see that that white house in between the two sand dunes out there on the on the on the other shore, right? Do you see the white house I'm talking about? It's got a flag in the yard. You see that one? Okay. Keep pointing to there, right? And 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 then eventually he got me to use the compass, right? To say like, okay, so you see when you're pointing right at there, you're at this compass heading. Right. So you can also watch the compass and just keep coming back. Like if you drift here, you, you know, to the, the, the right of this point, you come back. When you drift to the left, you come back. Right. And so so what I realized was that that's what, you know, and this was when I was eight years old. Right. So, I mean, I've come to realize this later on in life, but it's a real metaphor for how life works. And for this sense of course correction, right? Later on, I, I was introduced to the concept that, you know, that, that if, if a boat were to set sail from New York Harbor and bound for London, right? <clears throat> if that boat is even one degree off in its setting, right? One degree is going to, by the time you protract that over the entire Atlantic Ocean, one degree doesn't put you a few miles off of London. It puts you in like Spain, right? Like you are, you're completely off, right? By just one degree, right? So it's not like you have to lose your, your, yourself in it, right? You, you're just one degree off and look at the difference in your destination, right? In the outcome of what's happening. Right. So so in that sense, it's not about, you know, it's not about this big, huge change that we make in our lives that we're then done and everything's different after that. Right. It's about monitoring ourselves moment by moment and seeing like, am I being mindful? Am I paying attention? Have I drifted a couple of degrees off? Let me come back. Am I being compassionate? Let drifted a little bit off. Let me come back. I caught, I catch myself. I'm not being compassionate in this moment. So my compass setting is off by three or four degrees. So now all I have to do very simply is just bring myself back. Okay. Now I wanted to, to, to bring this out specifically 
where it comes to. And I know this is a basic, you know, uh, a little, you know, get back to the basics here, but I want to go to a little bit of an advanced concept, which is how this applies to forgiveness, right? Forgiveness is one of the most powerful tools that we have, right? The, the ability to forgive others and to forgive ourselves, not or, but and <laughs> to forgive ourselves, right, is one of the most powerful tools that we have to living a life of comfort and ease and and happiness, right? Because forgiveness is about letting go of this weight that 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 this event or this person is is causing, right? But it's not it's not the event or the person that caused the weight that we feel like when we when we feel like when when forgiveness is needed, generally speaking, we feel weighed down by by the emotions of whatever non-forgiveness looks like. Right. So so whether that's anger or whether that's um, that's spite or, or just holding a general grudge of some sort, these things are heavy for us and not just feeling like they're actually physically on a cellular level. They're damaging you very, very strongly. Like, like really, I tell you the, uh, the um, uh, story about the doctor in New Orleans, right, who works in the burn unit. Now, in the, and just going to repeat it real quick in case anybody didn't hear it before. This doctor worked in the burn unit for many, many years in New Orleans. In the burn unit, right, people who find themselves hospitalized because of second or third degree burns, right, there's almost always, like almost 100% of the time, there's somebody to blame for this right? It's not just a sickness that you got. It's not just a, a condition that developed, right? It's actually somebody did something or somebody didn't do something you were supposed to do, which would have kept you safe, or you yourself did something wrong that caused this injury for yourself, right? But there's always somebody to blame. And so this beautiful, wise doctor, right? This guy, I don't remember his name. I really should. I should have his name tattooed on me because he's my hero, right? What he did was he went to, you know, over the course of a few years, like hundreds of patients, right? Every single patient who came into the burn ward, right, that he was responsible for, he would sit down for their initial consultation. And in their consultation, he would invite them and ask them to, to have some forgiveness for the person, right? But this really specific here, right, that he said very clearly, having forgiveness for the person who, who's responsible for you being here, even if that's yourself, having forgiveness for that person doesn't mean that you don't get retribution, right? It doesn't mean you can't sue the person for legal damages or for monetary damages. It doesn't mean you can't press charges to put that person in prison if they've done something, if they've broken a law, right? Like it's, these two things are independent of one another, right? And so forgiveness is about yourself, Right. And so and what this doctor found, this is mind blowing. Right. Now, a lot of times when there's third or second degree burns, they do this this process called a skin graft. Right. Where they they cut away that part that's burned. Right. They take skin from another part of your body, a healthy, undamaged part, and they just patch that skin over. Right. Well, one of the challenges to this process is how well your body's going to accept it right? In that spot, right? Because your body has to kind of reach out and say, okay, yeah, I'll take this little, you know, make the tissue heal and, and form and stuff like that. And what this doctor found was that, you know, over hundreds and hundreds of patients, right? Those patients who were willing to forgive the person who was responsible for, for where they are, right? That those people who were willing to forgive took the skin grafts at a one to four ratio, meaning the people who were unwilling to forgive had to have four different 
ver, you know, uh, trials of that of that same process versus one for the people who were able to to forgive, right? So that's an illustration for how much this is really affecting your body, right? It's not just about how you feel. It's not just about your mood. It's like again on a cellular level, it's destroying your body to not forgive someone. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Forgiveness. Pardon me. Forgiveness is very much like mindfulness in the sense that, or I mean, it's part of mindfulness for sure, but in the sense that it's a moment-to-moment course correction, right? Because it's not just like forgiving someone and, okay, I'm done with that. (laughs) Okay, move on. It doesn't work that way, right? Forgiveness requires over and over repetition. It really does, and, and that's the only way it happens, right? Again, just like, you know, the, the moment-to-moment, you know, course correction of mindfulness, right? It's a moment-to-moment course correction of forgiveness, right? And, it's, and of course, this is going to happen, you know, bigger in some circumstances and smaller in others, right? Like it's much, you know, it's, it's a much quicker, pardon me, much quicker process to forgive someone who just cut you off on the road who you're never going to see again, right? It's a much different story if you're struggling like I am with a personal issue with your parents, for instance, you know? Like I have, you know, my father, I've, I've, I've worked very hard to forgive him for, for, you know, for, for things that have happened in my life that have caused me a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. Right. And I've, and I, and again, I told you this, like you would never believe the the environment that I grew up in, like to, to think that I'm doing this right now, like it's, it's almost impossible to think of it. And I look at him like, how the heck did I wind up like I am? Because coming from that environment, it's like, it was like, if there was an opposite of mindfulness, <laughs> that's the home I grew up in. Right. Like it was so far, but maybe that's why I was attracted to it. Anyway, um, the point is, though, that I have a lot of resentment, right? I have a lot of resentment for some of the things that happened along the way. I have a lot of resentment, you know, but, but I, say, I say resentment because the resentment is what arrives from the pain, right? So really what I should be saying is that I have a lot of pain, right? I look back at the little boy that endured such an emotional desert and such you know, honestly, kind of cruelty in some ways, right? And I look back at that boy and I, and I feel for him, right? And I feel his pain on such a visceral level that that's what, what calls resentment in, right? That's what makes me think like, gosh, darn, you know, F you, you know, how did you do that to me? Right? But that's the thing, right? Like, forgiveness, right? Like, like I can't go back and change what happened, right? As Jack Cornfield says, forgiveness is giving up all hopes for a better past, right? Because I can't change the past, right? I can't go back and change what happened to me. I can't expect my father to change. I mean, he's 70 something years old now. So, I mean, he's, he is who he is, right? So I can't expect him to change either, right? So the only thing I can do is for my own benefit, I can forgive him. Right. Because the resentment, right, when I'm driving down the road and I and I'm reminded of my father and I feel that resentment. Right. What that's doing is that is pulling me away from the attention to the present moment. Right. Because now I'm paying attention to, you know, my childhood memories and my my emotions that are coming coming from this whole thing. Right. I'm I'm like I'm lost in this whole big, ugly black mess. Right. And I'm not paying attention to you know, 
who's around me who you know like you know i say i'm just you know, dazing off while I'm um, driving my car, but maybe something's on the radio that I really needed to hear and I'm not paying attention to it, right? More likely, maybe my kids are sitting in the car with me. I'm not paying attention to them because I'm paying attention to this, this thing from my past, right? And so the point is that this has pulled me away from mindfulness. But yet... I've already forgiven. So how does this work, right? Like what WTF, you know? Well, the fact of the matter is that forgiveness, like mindfulness, is also a moment-to-moment course correction, right? Because forgiveness, again, forgiveness for somebody for making a bad coffee or, or cutting me off on the road or, or, you know, my kids not putting their shoes away or something like that. Those are very easy. You know, that's forgive once and you're done, right? And that that's good. But something that's an ongoing, you know, something that's it's a very powerful, um, you know, aspect, a very big aspect of something from my past, my childhood, you know, that thing that, that makes me who I am, right? That is not going to go away in a snap of a finger. That is not just a one-time forgiveness and I'll move on, right? That is a constant moment-to-moment course correction of forgiveness, so when I find myself thinking about my father and I feel that resentment as it manifests as a tension in me, that's where it comes for me. For you, it might be different. For you, it might be a headache. It might be a ring in your ears. It might be a heat in your ears. That's something else I get. It might be a back pain. It might be a, a stomach thing. You know, who knows what that is for you? But that's where paying attention comes, right? We start to identify that's the feeling of resentment, right? So when I get that feeling of resentment, for me, it's a tightness in my chest is where it starts. As soon as I get that, if I'm paying attention to it, as soon as I feel that, well, now I can forgive again. I can return to forgiving, right? I can keep on forgiving, right? It's a it's a process. It's a moment-by-moment course correcting process to forgive. And so so I, I invite you to kind of consider that and consider times in your life where, you know, or, or people in your life that are that represent this difficulty, right? And 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 you know and and keep forgiving them. Right. Don't think of forgiveness as just something that that you do once and it's over. Right. It's like, okay, took the medicine. It's done, right? Doesn't work like that. And so, so I invite you to consider something in your life that is that is that needs forgiveness. Consider that thing in your life and see if you could commit to giving that a moment-to-moment forgiveness. See if you're if you're able to do that. And let me know how it works. Okay. I would love to hear from you. I'm gonna drop my my link in the comments as I always do. If there's anything you would like to 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 ask about forgiveness or or moment-to-moment course correction on any kind, right? Because it's not just forgiveness, it can apply to a lot of different things, but forgiveness is a big one, right? <clears throat> if you have any questions about any of this that I've talked about here, the link below. It's a it's a it's a a, a, a coaching session that already belongs to you. Okay. All you got to do is click on the link to claim it. It's free, right? It already belongs to you. You've already owned it. So just click on it. If there's something you want to ask me specifically, click the link. If you'd like to learn more about how to forgive, click the link. If you'd like to learn some of the basic practices, like, you know, I, I haven't listened for a long time. I'm really interested in some of these basic practices because it sounds really, you know, appealing, all this stuff that you talk about, and I want to live the way you describe, click the link. 
All right. So I'll, I'll talk to you when, when you schedule your appointment. All right. Otherwise, I'll be back in tomorrow on Saturday for a uh, another episode. All right, everybody. I wish you well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I hope you're uh, you're all managing to in moment to moment course correction for yourself and for your own ease and your own happiness. All right, everybody. Thanks again for watching. Talk to you soon.